Dr. Kelvin Butts is an educator residing in Baldwin County's 5th District. He is the Democratic nominee in the general election for the 5th District seat on the Baldwin County Commission. Dr. Kelvin Butts, thank you for joining me again on WRGC 88.3 FM. Thank you for having me. Oh, it is my pleasure. What is the most important priority for the Baldwin County Commission in the next four years? And why do you answer in the way you do? What I think the uh, priority is for the next four years is making sure that there is transparency and that the monies that are collected are spent in ways that are agreed upon and not so much haphazardly as it seems. Um, and if I may give an example of that, when it came to the library and when it came to um, the animal shelter in particular, um, those monies were collected through a splash. And when, when it came down to it, I know they was collected through a splash and it was connected to the Milledgeville City Council. Um, the clarity between the county and the, and the city council, I'm, I'm not very clear on where things went away or went wrong or the communication broke down. But if there were monies collected for those projects, then that money should have been allocated for those projects. And we should have never gotten to the point of where we were about to close the library. Um, and for any other projects. So for the next four years, my goal, um, although I'm one voice in a body of people, is to make sure that I voice uh, my concerns and my constituents' concerns of where those monies should be going if, if we've promised or we've set out an agenda for where the monies should be going, then it should be made public and it should be made public how those funds are being spent, what is collected, how much is collected, and where they're spent. Right. Well, I do want to make uh, one note. Um, the uh, now, I agree that the money for the animal shelter was um, a SPLOS project, uh, but those monies for the library were part of the general fund, um, in, in that right. the uh, commission was wanting to withhold the funds that it uh, regularly would uh, put towards the library um, as a, a part of... As you will be polite and say negotiations um, right, concerning right, service right. delivery in others. That's correct. That's correct. And pardon my mistake on that one. Right. Um, now, uh, this gives you a, another facet um, to uh, to talk about, or it could be uh, something to uh, reemphasize from the last response. But of course, most candidates run for office because they want to see notable change in the way government operates, or they want to change its focus. What do you want to do to change Baldwin County government, and how will you measure the impact of your next four years in office? Um, some of the things I want to see is, is their focus. One of the things, especially in the county, is the, the, the ordinance and the, the housing ordinance. I know what, we've been, what they've been talking about uh, and what some of the community members have been discussing are the mobile home ordinances that are taking place. Um, and they have more clarity about things such as that. Um, I do understand from, from, from the meetings that I've been to that um, there, is, there has been some issues with, um, and there's a moratorium on mobile homes and where they're being put in the, in the county. Now, I do know there are several neighborhoods that have ordinances um, within the neighborhoods. I live in one. And um, 
of course, um, mobile homes aren't permitted. However, there are other unincorporated areas of the county where um, there isn't, there aren't any um, ordinances or covenants about mobile homes. So over the next four years, I want to see um, the focus on specific land use. Um, we we got to be more specific on on the unincorporated areas uh, and the and the incorporated areas within the county of how they're used. And um, if you if, if you repeat the second part of that question for me. Right. And I was going to ask that as a rejoinder. It's just um, how will you measure uh, your impact uh, in addressing that part of uh, the government's responsibilities? From the outcome, from um, the way they vote and, and to see if um, if our constituents are, are pleased with, with the outcomes, are they able to are they able to attain the American dream, which is to buy a home, whether it's a mobile home or a stick built home? I mean, I think everyone is entitled to that dream, and being that it's a mobile home does not does not negate the fact that it is a home. It is just a manufactured home. It's built in a plant versus being built from the ground ground up, outside. But it's still a manufactured home, and in some cases, um, those homes can withstand wind wind uh, gusts better than stick built homes because when you put those homes together, you put them behind a truck. They have to go down the street. Some of those truck drivers are going 60 to 70 miles per hour. <laughs> and then you factor in the pressure against those houses, and they withstand the pressure. Stick-built homes aren't uh, subjected to that until after they're built, and then you just have to wait and see the wind gusts and how, how sturdy they're built. Of course, physics takes place in that, and if you put the rafters right and you place the wood in the right place, of course, they're theoretically designed to withstand X amount of pressure. But um, being able to see that manifest is the way we vote and come up with some strategic plans and wording in, the, um, in our county ordinances to ensure that everyone has a, a fair and equitable uh, chance and that each person doesn't encroach on the other. So, for example, if, you, if you're living in an unincorporated area and you have mobile homes, they're not encroaching on those that live in, in areas where they're there are ordinances and um, associations and, and property values aren't affected by each other. What is the proper balance between government regulation and personal responsibility? That's a very fine line because when we're talking about personal responsibility and, and government obligations, it comes down to the values, come down to your personal values. So say, for example, with the blight um, issue, and Baltimore County has received some, some accolades and according to blight. Well, if that person had a value of their neighbor, and if you have a property that's been that's dilapidated and you need to get rid of it, then um, with your moral compass, it would be to tear it down. Now, sometimes I know there are expenses with that, that that comes with that. But if you have you have an obligation to your neighbor, if it's going to devalue their property, so in that case, um, you need government to kind of step in to say, okay, um, we will give you this opportunity. Um, maybe there are some grants or or some type of governmental help 
assistance that will help you, but this needs to be done. So there's a, you have to strike a fine balance when it comes to where government overrides uh, personal boundaries and morals, especially with a time like this pandemic. There's some people that um, feel that the government may be encroaching upon them when, mass, when the mask mandate was put in order. But you got to think about the other, your neighbor as well. So if, if, if we took our own responsibility and we all wore masks to protect ourselves and or our neighbor, then you wouldn't have to have government encroachment, encroachment excuse me, on your, on your personal rights. So there's, a, there's a, a, a delicate balance between that when you're talking about um, safety and, and security of others and um, your personal moral values. And, and, and if you ask me, government, when you elect your government officials, you look for them to make those, those choices that will strike a balance to help everyone. And when your personal morals have some conflict with that, that's when you have to have government oversight to help make those balances. In your opinion, what should Baldwin County be known for, and how will you work to cultivate that during your tenure in office? I think Baldwin County should be known for, um, for number one, is, is colleges that we have. It, it, um, a lot of industry has left, and but we're left with our um, three different colleges. So a college town um, that is... Uh, open for industry and um, hopefully the way I can do that if, if elected and if within a four-year tenure is that we make it easier for industry to move in while yet still um, maintaining our college presence especially since Georgia College has moved up on the list of, of rankings of colleges liberal arts liberal art colleges in the United States so striking that balance between the two and, uh, of course, uh, a tourist area for our lake country. You know, we have some beautiful lakes here and um, like for it to continue to be known for the recreational portion of that that we have to offer. All right. Indo, do you have thoughts about, uh, let's take the, um, the second part of that, uh, the recreational opportunities. Uh, what are your thoughts about uh, ways to cultivate um, that uh, uh, facet of our community? Got to find some. Um, we got to think outside the box in order to um, make more use of our lakes, of course, keeping it clean and, and safe for others and not encroaching upon the, the homeowners around the lake, but thinking of some ways outside of the box to bring some industry um, to the lake area that um, that gives highlight to our lake areas and, and that gives um, a more recreational aspect to it. That I would have to research more, um, but some type of way that we could um, we could grow that part of, of, of Baldwin County because to me, that's an area that's really untapped into yet that can be really viable for our county and for our community. Baldwin County can ask voters to renew the special purpose local option sales tax in 2023. 
What projects do you think you'll want to see funded in the next round of SPLOST? More infrastructure um, repairs. Um, and and we, we still have a long way with our different infrastructure. We got to plan better. I know there's a, a planned park around the, um, the airport area. But as, as I was there, one of the citizens brought up a... Um, a uh, a, a document from the aviation department and I don't think that was thought out very carefully. Um, some of the other things that we need to look at is, is we need to do an audit of what we have and what we need before I can make a, a definite say so on what needs to be included because some of the things that are, that were included, um, I'm not sure that, those monies were allocated as they should have been or um, as quickly as they should have been. Um, so we, we got to look at, we got to do an audit of, of things that are, that are truly needed and then make transparent and public what is collected at the time is collected and, and how it's divided up into the different projects. And or make a, when we do the list of projects, and do them in an, in an order so at which when this amount is collected from least to most expensive. So the, the smaller projects can get done quickly and first. The most expensive projects will come last when the, when the most of the money, when the bulk of the money is, is, is collected, unless there will be some bonds that are, that are, um, um, that are created to, to do those projects and then pay for it as the, the money's coming in. So. I think there needs to be an audit first. And uh, just a follow-up question on uh, that SPLOS priorities is how will you ensure your SPLOS priorities are in line with your constituents' priorities? Holding town hall meetings, getting input from my constituents, not being silent and, then, and thinking that I'm doing what's best for the constituents. I'm not a mind reader. So I could not tell you what all of my constituents are thinking, but there can be some polls, there can be some meetings um, that are held, several meetings, so not just one meeting where you get a handful, but several meetings where you get uh, a, a variety of answers and responses of what need what my constituents think they, they need, think or want to see, think they want to see or, and or want to see or want to see done or changes that need to be made and then take those to the body itself so as to have a voice and a, a representation from from my district the last round of service delivery strategy negotiations were a source of conflict between our two local governments and between those governments in their constituents what can be done in these four years to ensure that the next round of service delivery negotiations go smoothly. We need to go ahead and start, the not the negotiations, but the talks early. After this election, talks need to begin um, immediately, and relationships need to be uh, formed and, 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 and forged so that when we get to these negotiations, there won't be so much contention and conflict. I think this was... Uh, this was not thought out as it should have been. Relationships were not formed as they should have been prior to um, those negotiations, which caused a stall. 
but if those relationships were formed prior to and there were understandings along the way prior to those negotiations coming to the table, then as long as there there there's open dialogue and understanding along the way, there should not be as much conflict or stalling when it comes to those service uh, to that service uh, delivery agreement. We are living through one of the most challenging times in our nation's history. What must elected officials do to pull our nation together? And how will you lead that effort during your time in office? We cannot be divisive uh, elected officials. Locally, we got to do what's right by our constituents and by our local situation. And that's what we must concentrate on first and foremost. Um, we can look at the national level to see what's going on in the nation and guide, take our guide from there. However, what most, what's most important first is what goes on locally. We've got to um, keep ourselves in check locally before we even think about a, a national level. And when, if we can keep ourselves balanced locally, then maybe we can push that forward from a local level to a state level, you know, push it, push our way, forge our way forward. But first, we gotta we, we gotta gain some consensus locally before we can make any kind of headway on anything. I want to use the last uh, question just to allow you to speak directly to our radio audience. Why should members of our radio audience vote for you? For me, I think we need a change. I, I, I'm asking for your vote for for a change in our community, for a a voice in our community. I've lived in my home in this area for 17 years, and it's only been the last three years that I had to find out who my um, commissioner was for my area. You know, I've never, I, I've not heard or seen or been given information about things that dealt specifically with me. And I don't want to be that person. I want to be that person for our area. If there are some concerns, give me a call and, and let me know what the concerns are. I would like to be that person for our area to hold those town hall meetings, to hold meetings, to, to get out and speak with our constituents, not just during an election time, but to get out and speak on a, on a regular basis, to see, to get a pulse check, see where we are some things that are, that, are, that are growing concerns before they become concerns. Some of those things um, we can head off prior to, but when you're silent, it seems like you're hiding something, and it seems as if you only have your personal agenda ahead of you and not the agenda of your constituents. So I'm running to be that person, to be that voice for our community, for our district, and not just that silent person that has a personal agenda to do things and, and for a, a prestigious point. I'm, I'm really not a politician. I know I'm running for a political office, but uh, I'm not running on the basis of politics. I've I got to call it like I see it, what's right and what's wrong, and we can agree to disagree. And, and I think um, for our constituents in, in, the, in, in our district, the only way we can see things done is to get those differences out there. Let's put them out there. Let's come to an agreement. Let's agree to disagree, and let's keep things moving forward. 
and let's get a chance to know each other. And that's the only way we can grow is by knowing each other and, and finding out some ways to grow versus wait until a meeting or wait until an election year and spout all these things off. And the day after election, you go back to politics as usual. That's not what I'm about. Well, Dr. Kelvin Butts, I want to thank you for taking the time again to talk to our radio audience here on WRGC 88.3 FM. Thank you.